Happy Monday, Muller junkies. The world is pretty crazy right now, and separating out the noise from the news can be pretty tricky. Muller, she wrote, is now the premier podcast dedicated to the Muller investigation, and we owe that all to you. Please take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Then feel free to share us with your like-minded friends and politicos. If you'd like to support women in podcasting and women in media, or just get in on the ground floor of our little project, head over to MullerSheWrote.com and subscribe now. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the MSW Book Club, our entire archive of bonus episodes, ad-free content, our weekly newsletter, and all kinds of great thank you gifts. We can express how grateful we are to be able to bring you all the pertinent news each week, so thank you for making all this possible. This podcast contains laughter. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, welcome to Muller, she wrote. I'm your anonymous host, A.G. Uh, do you guys have your seatbelts on? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, good, because <laughs> it was a crazy week. Uh, with me, as always, is Julissa Johnson. What's up? And Jordan Coburn. Hello. Guys, Wednesday killed me. <laughs> I was drowning in news. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, a lot went down. Uh, seriously, breaking news on Wednesday was insane. Uh, we have four bonus episodes this week, uh, including Nunez versus the DOJ. We have an inside look at CIA code names. We have uh, Trump prepping for war with Mueller and a free bonus episode on why I know Trump can be indicted. Nice. Uh, we're just going to release that to the public. I want to give you a taste. Um, just a taste. Just, just a, a taste. taste. That's like a smorgasbord there. That's a yeah, lot. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be free. So keep your eye out for those. Uh, this week, Jaleesa is going to go over uh, Mueller's investigation into Mifsud mm-hmm. and his satellites. And Jordan, you have an update on your pals, Mashburn and Dearborn. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a like a Mumford and Sons. or like It really should, does. Like oh they play God. the mandolin or something. For sure. <laughs> they should be a folk band. Yeah. Folk treason. <laughs> nice. Folk treason. Um, I'll be going over God knows what. Uh, but for now, let's try to tackle this week's news with just the facts. Okay. So first up. <laughs> Trump forged his own Nobel Prize nominations, you guys. Oh, geez. Not a surprise. Twice. <laughs> That's a surprise. Yeah. So the guy Twice. who hangs fake Time magazine covers in his golden toilet room. Um, <laughs> they get smacked with him, apparently. <laughs> now, to be fair, this is conjecture, but who do you think would have submitted fake nominations for the Nobel Peace Prize? Not Trump? <laughs> so, Good point. So basically, the Nobel Committee got a nomination for Trump from some pretty famous and legit person, and we don't know who it is yet. But it seemed odd to the committee that this person would nominate Donald Trump for the that really probably anybody would nominate Donald <laughs> Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. But this particular, they were like, no, I don't know if this happened. So they called the person and asked if they nominated Donald Trump uh, because apparently Trump didn't think that they would vet out the nomination or right. check references. And it turns out that person did not <laughs> uh, twice. 
He used a fake <laughs> reference. Wow, that's he so submitted- humanizing. <laughs> Like a job interview, and he yeah. lied. He submitted it twice on behalf of the same huge person. Yes. What an idiot. <laughs> Last Whoever year and that. this year. Last year for what? I don't know. This year for the North Korea uh, thing that <laughs> they're not going to, they looks like they're going to back out of. Yeah. The audacity. I like, yeah. How do you submit for that first one? Just like undecided. <laughs> well, o- Obama, <laughs> won, reason is. Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize pretty much after he won the election. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like, Okay. Just because of um, campaign, the nature of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it was the, the unifying yeah, right. campaign. The message. decorum the, with which he holds himself. The hope and the, the lack of, of hope. Yeah. The lack of like... porn stars. I don't know. I guess <laughs> yeah. maybe if you just don't have any porn stars in your campaign, you know. You get a Nobel Peace Prize for that. You do. Yeah. So uh, where's mine? Oh, wait. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we learned Sunday that a Ukrainian computer was involved in a hack on the recent Tennessee elections. Uh, the hack caused the voting site to crash when vote totals were being reported. Jesus Whoa. Christ. Yeah. County officials say that no voting data were affected and the results will be certified later this month. I mean, but how do they know? Well, they... It, Paper just, trail. Oh, okay. Uh, this will continue to happen uh, as our shithead president continues to deny foreign interference in our elections mm-hmm. because his penis is tiny. Um, <laughs> it's a yeah, he's 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 far more concerned about the legitimacy of his victory than he is about the safety of our democracy. And yeah. it's getting old. Uh, this is going to be a big story in the 2018 midterms. It's why we have to. No, I don't care who you are. Go vote. Um, yeah. Register and vote. Vote Democrat across the board. We have to flip it. We're counting on you because, we, like I said, we aren't just fighting Trump. Uh, we aren't just fighting Republicans. We're fighting Russians. Uh, yeah. And now the UAE and Israel and, and Saudi Ukraine Arabia. Ukraine a little bit, I guess. Uh, yeah. Ukraine. Um, oh, they're a part of it. Just vis-a-vis yeah. Russia. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, we learned Monday uh, from Natasha Bertrand at The Atlantic that Mueller has been circling Mifsud. Chilisa, you're going to go over that story a little bit later oh, in the yeah. show. Great reporting from Natasha. Really good. Shout yeah. out to Mifsud's child. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Hang in child. there, man. Sorry, baby. Um, <laughs> then we found. <laughs> then we found out that Mueller's grand jury uh, was going to be busy on Friday. First, uh, they'll be interviewing the Ukrainian politician that communicated with uh, House Trump on a plan to resolve the <laughs> Ukraine conflict with Russia. His name is Andriy. Artemenko. Um, He contacted Felix Sater in February 2017 to find out how to pitch his peace plan to Trump. Sater hooked him up with Cohen, who then hooked him up with Flynn. The plan included an idea to lease Crimea to Russia in exchange for Trump dropping sanctions on Russia. This is not okay. Don't invade the sovereign nation. We'll lease it to you for money and then we'll take sanctions off of you for doing that. Mm-hmm. That's and treat it like shit in the process because it's a lease. Seriously, it's awful. Yeah, I mean, you can't have pets probably. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's... Yeah, pet rent on a country. I yeah. can't imagine how much that costs. It's got to be a lot. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, um, that's super dickhead squid pro crow. Mm-hmm. We also found out that one of Roger Stone's minions, a guy named Sullivan, will be testifying to the grand jury Friday. All told, the grand jury has taken testimony from 42 people. 42. The answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything is... Forty-two. 
Then we learned of a possible conflict of interest with the Mueller investigation, in that the FBI once worked with Deripaska in 2009. Mueller didn't direct the operation, but uh, he was in charge of the FBI at the time and was kept apprised of it. Basically, the FBI got Deripaska to spend a bunch of his own money to help rescue a CIA agent that was captured in Iran in 2007. The U.S. didn't like the terms and ended up uh, aborting the operation, uh, and the spy is still missing to this day, 11 years Damn. later. Um, it's a sad story. I do not see how this has any bearing on anything. I mean, let's let's say Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler recruit a Russian sex worker as an informant to help them nab a sex trafficker, <laughs> right? Then, six years later, that Russian sex worker murders six people. Oh, I guess we can't investigate her since she helped us one time? No It, way. it doesn't no. make any sense. No. Mm-hmm. That's not how shit works. We found out this week that Mueller filed to extend the statute of limitations for one of the charges in the Manafort case and that his motion was granted. Basically, one of Manafort's 18 charges, one of them, had an expiration date of June of this year, but Mueller successfully and secretly filed to extend it. He filed the motion ex parte, which means they didn't tell Manafort or his lawyers, (laughs) uh, leading me to the conclusion that Manafort is... Nice. Excellent. Hell yeah. Medium reported Tuesday that Deripaska made an an until recently unreported trip to meet with the Trump campaign in 2016. According to flight records, which is how we've been tracking Deripaska now, he landed in San Francisco in June of 2016 while Trump, the Trump campaign was there ahead of the California primaries. This is weird because he's been sanctioned and unable to visit for the past eight years. Uh, and yet the State Department refuses to comment on who let him in. This mm. is Obama's State Department. Wow. Um, we don't know who granted him a visa, but we, I do remember in Russian Roulette reading all the time that Hillary Clinton was always bugged uh, by Lavrov to get his buddy Deripaska a visa to the United States, like a lot, like That's over and right. over again. And she was always like, F-O-H, fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but I, I, somehow he got one and he visited. He's, tw- he's visited twice now. Hmm. Uh, we learned of this trip when his American lawyer uh, lawyer revealed Deripaska was questioned by the FBI in September of 2016. Mm. Uh, we learned, in person. Yeah. Uh, we learned that uh, the GOP took $7.5 million in donations from a Russian oligarch named Blavatnik. Um, the super PACs for Trump, McConnell, Rubio, Scott Walker, Lindsey Graham, John Kasich, and John McCain accepted money from the Ukrainian-born Putin-tied oligarch. Blavatnik owns a big part of Rusal. That's the giant aluminum company partly owned by, you guessed it, Oleg Deripaska. (laughs) It's the same aluminum company that Trump aides are negotiating the sell-off of Deripaska's shares in exchange for an easing on sanctions. So, hmm, interesting dot. That was the worst list I've ever heard. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty bad. Um, the Daily Mail reported this week that Michael Cohen asked uh, a Qatari investor, Al Rumehi, for a million dollars, which he said he would pass on to Trump during that December meeting that Avenatti posted photos of. Remember that oh, whole thing? Right, we yeah. did a short reporting on those photos at the beginning of the week. Uh, the Qataris or the Qataris have uh, confirmed that they were at the meeting since since we reported on that. And we also learned that Ice Cube is tied into this story. Wait, not Black Cube? But, uh, not Black Ice Cube? Yeah, no, yeah. Not Black Cube, not, <laughs> but Ice Cube. But he is a black guy. Uh, Ice Cube and his business partner are suing Al Rumehi for $1.2 billion for failing to fund a new basketball league they were trying to start up. Whoa. In a court filing, Ice Cube's partner said Al Rumehi asked him to tell Steve Bannon that the Qataris would fund him since the Mercers had pulled all their money out of Breitbart after Trump and Bannon broke up. Remember that? Yeah. 
uh, Ice Cube's partner refused. He's like, fuck out of here. That's my thing today. Uh, and Al Rumey, he said, everyone does it. You think Flynn turned our money down? Hmm. You think Flynn turned our money down? <laughs> they told Ice Cube that? <laughs> they told Ice Cube's partner that. Okay, okay. Uh, so in summary, on a hike, a nice hike. <laughs> so in summary, the Steele dossier claimed that there was a plan to sell 19% of Rosneft off uh, to generate a commission to pay Trump to lift Obama's sanctions, right? Mm-hmm. That's the Steele dossier. December 1, Cush and Flynn tried to set up a back channel to Russia. Six days later, Qatar and Glencore buy 19% of Rosneft. <laughs> Five days later, Qatar shows up at Trump Tower. One month later, the dossier comes out fingering the Rosneft sale as a Trump squid pro crow. Oh. So it's obvious to Qatar uh, that they're, in the, they're the middleman for Russia uh, to get this Rosneft money to Trump. Then you've got Cutter telling Ice Cube's business partner he bribed Trump through Flynn. Then there's a Gulf <laughs> crisis in April between Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Qatar, and Kushner escalated it. Uh, then seven months later, there's a magical $184 million loan from Cutter to Kushner. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember when Kushner met with the guys from Citigroup City, uh, City and Apollo yeah. at the White House? For the 666. And he got those two loans for $184 million. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, one of them is backed by Qatari money. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I wonder about is, first of all, why Qatar is trying to buy Bannon's love after Trump dumped him. Maybe they're just hedging their bets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how does that all fit into the Marshall Plan, uh, the sale of nuclear reactors to Saudi Arabia? This whole thing is insane. Uh, but chalk up another W for Avenatti. He has not been wrong yet. Honestly, that's why I love him. He's he's consistent. A little, a little douchey. But, I was going to uh, say, a lot of our followers have been commenting on what an insufferable douchebag he is. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. But he, but a lot of them agree with you. He's, <laughs> thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> he is walking the talk, though. He um, is. He, he's not like a Giuliani full of hot air. Like, the mm-hmm. things he's saying are coming he's, to fruition. He walks it like he talks it like that Migos song. Yeah. 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 yeah like, he has something to back it up, which mm-hmm. is fine. For Again. once, you've mentioned something that I don't know what oh, reference Migos? you're talking about. Oh, I actually would have never them. listened to them either. Oh, I, they are better than coffee every morning. I'll get you guys on the, it. Don't worry. The drink? Uh, like, they wake me up in the morning. Oh, they're okay. a group. As yeah, I say, yeah. I don't know that they're better than coffee. <laughs> I will say, though, with that with Avenatti, Again, zero issues with what he's doing. He's doing great things. Right. Yeah. But I'm his method, saying, you think, If is... I had to pick, like, a father figure, <laughs> it, w- it would be him. Yeah, you know? sometimes yeah. I wonder how he speaks to Stormy. I'm like, are yeah. you okay? He'd be the porn star I would need to pay off. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, nice. we got an update on the letter to Congress that they wrote to try to obtain emails between Mashburn and Dearborn that mentioned Papadopoulos. I remember when they had, like the beginning of the word like for it to look for any misspellings jordan you're going to talk uh later about that yes uh then we got breaking news that the senate intelligence committee is breaking with the house intelligence committee and nunez by supporting the intelligence community's assessment that russia interfered in our elections to help trump and hurt hillary Hmm. um these are republicans that chair this committee republicans chair all the committees right now because they're the majority uh, Republican Richard Burr, who was reportedly pressured by Trump and junior senators as Trump at Trump's behest to drop the Russia investigation, said, quote, we see no reason to dispute the conclusions of the intelligence community. Uh, this is really significant because it isolates House Republicans as the only group covering for the president now. Hell yeah. Fuck you, Nunes. Isolate them. The Senate is uh, putting the screws to the House in a lot of ways, not just this way. The Senate, for example, passed a bill to stop the rollback of Obama-era net neutrality protections. Now the House will have to go on record as voting against it during election <laughs> season. Nice. They are, they're also likely going to make them vote on DACA. Uh, and legislation to protect special counsel. So the House will have to go on the record against net neutrality, against DACA, 
and against Mueller and the entire Russia investigation right before we all decide if they get to keep their jobs. They're going to seal their fate is what they're going to do. Yeah, they call it a dog and pony vote. Yeah, um, they'll but, be cornered. But it's, it's you know. Dog they, and pony? Why do they call it that? Because they're making them vote on something they know they'll vote no on just so they can get them on the record as voting no. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right before the election so that you can generate, he voted no on Dreamers. He voted no on net so neutrality. So pon- ponies used to vote? I'm guessing that's the origin of that. No. <laughs> <Dogs>. <laughs> No. Yeah, I'm just having trouble understanding the animal connection. It's probably one of those like random ones that you ever heard the phrase a dog and pony show? No, but I never knew what it meant. Oh, it means just like a hoopla, much ado about nothing. It's it's like a kangaroo cord. It's for show. I love a dog and pony show though. It's for show. Just silly. Yeah, cool would that be? Oh, it is silly. It's a, like a pomp and circumstance. Like you're ah, just being overdramatic. There, there. you go. Yeah, oh, yeah, good nice. to know. Dog and pony Thank show. You. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We learned something. Oh, I think yeah. I didn't know that that was a, a Generation X phrase. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Tweet at me at Muller. She wrote, have you heard dog and pony show? Let yeah, we have cray cray. <laughs> yeah, we have that too. I'm more of like <laughs> a like a, a ping pong show in Vietnam kind of culture oh, okay. person. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, those are the shows. That, like we don't know of any variety shows that aren't just complete debauchery. Gong show. Oh, I've heard of that. Never seen it. <laughs> yeah, there's never like literally a dog and pony show on television or something that it's a reference to. It's just yeah. A thing. Yeah. Also, sorry. Can I correct myself? It's definitely not Vietnam. No, you're right. It's shows. probably Thailand. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely Thailand. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Where our friend my head Nastia... was in Vietnam. I've been watching a lot of documentaries this week. Where oh, our friend me. Nastia Ribko is a sex coach yes but now in prison yes exactly uh, the new york times published a piece breaking all sorts of news on the Mueller investigation and its origins on wednesday and i'll be going over that a little bit later in the show nice uh, also wednesday trump disclosed that he did pay cohen back for stormy daniels um something between a hundred thousand and two hundred fifty thousand just small window <laughs> Uh, immediately after he filed this declaration, the Office of Government Ethics made a criminal referral on the matter to the Department of Justice, saying, hey, this might help you out in that thing that you've been investigating, indicating that the FBI may have been investigating this payment disclosure or non-disclosure possibly since 2017 when he first was supposed to declare it. Oh, snap. Yep. Uh, we also found out how Avenatti got Cohen's bank documents. Remember how we Ooh, were talking about yeah, all that? It yeah. was like, how'd he get him? How'd he mm-hmm. get him? What's the verdict? Well, I had posited that he'd gotten the dirt from SARS, which is the, uh, not the disease, but... Um, <laughs> Discovery? Uh, is that what a the Russian oligarchs? Yeah, <laughs> a suspicious activity report. Uh, banks are required by the Treasury to file a suspicious activity report when they see weird shit going on in their bank accounts. And they upload these documents to the SINFEN portal. That's a Treasury portal where tens of thousands of law enforcement officers have access to all of these SARs. It turns out Avenatti did get the information from a SAR, but not in Discovery. Remember, I thought it was in Discovery That's in the Stormy right. case. And somebody tweeted like, yeah, but that case has been stayed. And I'm like, maybe it was before. I don't know. He got it from a SAR, but where did it come from? Mm-hmm. Well, the leak came from a law enforcement officer. And we we don't know who, uh, but he or she was looking into the SINFEN database expecting to find the three SARS uh, in this case, and only one was there. Two had been disappeared. Two had they'd been removed. Uh, Rachel Maddow said they'd gone walkies, which I think is my favorite new fr- <laughs> They'd gone cute. walkies. Yeah. Because uh, I take my dog for walkies. They went rogue. So. Yeah. They've been removed. Um, And that has never happened in the history of the database. And this freaked out the law enforcement officer. So he leaked that one SAR that was still in there. He still could. Yeah. And he saw that the other two SARS, because he had seen those other two SARS before. um, And they total about $3 million. And the other two SARS are mentioned in the first SAR. So they definitely exist. That's a fact. That's crazy. But we have to keep in mind that the FBI, the DOJ, or Mueller may have sealed those SARS to prevent them from getting out to the public. Okay. 
That My conjecture sense. is that those SARS show two things. Uh, payments to Russian bots. And a $1.6 million payoff to a pregnant Playboy playmate on behalf of Donald Trump, maybe? Mm. Oh, perhaps. Ooh. The one Ooh. they blamed Brody on? Because $1.6 million plus 775000 plus a cut for Cohen comes out to about $3 million. Um, there could also be payments to other countries um, uh, for their... Uh, cooperation. Cooperation, which we're going to talk about later on in the show. Oh, it might not be the $1.6 million payoff. That might be this other thing. So, anyway... Um, Thanks to uh, Jason Ward, by the way, from uh, the Making Star Wars podcast for that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> you can hear the whole thing on Spotify and definitely check out their podcast. They're pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, also on Wednesday. Wednesday never ended. Um, <laughs> Wednesday, the Senate Judiciary Committee, that's a different committee from the Senate Intelligence Committee that concluded this week that Russia interfered on behalf of Trump. Different committee. The Judiciary Committee jumped, uh, jumped, jumped. Uh, they dumped about 2,500 pages of documents um, from their investigation. I've been poring over all of them. It's a lot of, uh, of uh, transcripts of interviews and emails and text messages and shit like that. Right. Uh, and the only thing that came out that we haven't really already talked about on this show is that Rob Goldstone, uh, Goldstone, <laughs> uh, in an email to Emin Agalarov, that's the singer, kid, Azerbaijani. That's right. From the... Uh, uh-huh. 2013 right. Miss Universe. Yep. Goldstone. Goldstone said he'd been interviewed by federal attorneys twice about this June Trump Tower meeting, and it's putting him in a bad, it's putting Donald Trump Jr. in a bad place. But Mueller didn't know about the Trump Tower meeting until it was reported in the New York Times 11 days after Goldstone sent this email to, to Agalarov, hmm. which could mean Mueller actually knew before the New York Times broke the story. Otherwise, what federal attorneys were interviewing Goldstone? Um, yeah. There, uh, also in these documents, there's another mention of the block number that Donald Trump Jr. spent 11 minutes speaking with on the phone right after the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting. But we still don't have answers uh, about who he was speaking to, though I'm sure Mueller knows. Uh, and <laughs> that he hasn't called DT Jr. in yet, uh, that makes me suspect he's a target. Oh, yeah. I would err on Mueller having already known yeah, I think I, he. I think he's already yeah. got that. That's a pretty easy phone dump for him. Yeah. While while we can only ask him, although I'm not sure why Senate Intelligence, Senate Judiciary, I know why House Intelligence didn't, but why haven't these guys <laughs> subpoenaed these call records to get or to, spoken to the phone company to get that? Yeah, proof. Keeping mm-hmm. them from the public sounds like the most likely situation there. Yeah, or they just didn't do it. When you say dump, you just mean release to the public. No, I just mean. They dump his phone so that they can look at the phone records. Ah, got it. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, Question. I'm sorry. I'm still no, unclear yeah. on this. When the Senate or any House House or Senate Intelligence or Judiciary Committees, if they discover any documents, at what point can those be released to the public? Is that just on a rolling basis? They're deciding what is okay to be obtained by anyone that inquires about it by some sort of freedom of... Well, know. it's usually up to the chair. Uh, unless you have a wily... Diane Feinstein, who wants to circumvent the chair right. and release transcripts, which she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently that's not illegal because they haven't uh, gotten her in trouble. Uh, 
I think basically what you probably have to do uh, to release documents to the public is to clear it with the FBI and DOJ to make sure that any sources and methods are redacted and that you're not giving up any classified information. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a senator uh, and you chair or you're co-chair, it seems like you can just release them. Um, You you want to uh, have the kind of the the partnership with your uh, co-chair to release them together because that's just... Going to make Cohesion your political. <laughs> it's going to make your political life easier later on too. Yeah, but I think some like she's like, you know, don't care. Yeah, for uh, sure. And did at that time. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going anywhere, man. California fucking loves me. Yeah, you don't you don't release documents to Congress unless you intend on or it's okay understanding that they could be released to the public. Okay, cool. Otherwise, if it's classified information, you know, they they put you they bring you in the room and they or so either they won't let you see it or yeah. they let you see it for political reasons and bring you in a room and lock you in there and say you can't have your staffers with you and it's all top secret and you have to read it or not. Right. Nunes. Yeah, I was gonna say hashtag <laughs> Nunes doesn't read. Nope. <laughs> All right, we can move on to Thursday, finally. Yes. Uh, Mueller submitted the fully unredacted version of the Rosenstein memo outlining the scope of the investigation um, to the court. Judge Ellis demanded this memo in a hearing last week, um, and this is also the memo that Nunez is jonesing to not read, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I just can't read. You gotta be kidding me. Also Thursday, the Mueller investigation got a brand new guilty plea and a brand new cooperating witness, you guys. This kind of news sort of went under the radar. And I don't know if you know this or not, but we have another cooperating witness. We have somebody flipped. Yay. That slipped through the cracks, yeah. It's Manafort's former son-in-law. Oh, right. Oh, he yeah, used to be in business <laughs> with him, okay? Jeffrey Yohai, or Yohei, uh, has pleaded guilty to federal criminal charges in yeah. California in January. This is one of the sealed indictments that's been on the docket since January. Oh. He pled guilty to bank fraud and conspiracy. Uh, basically, he and Manafort got a, a shit ton of loans by lying to banks about real estate construction uh, and got all this money. This is back when they were trying to do when Manafort was trying to get all that money mm-hmm. after he lost his Ukraine job because right. he, he owed Deripaska 18 million dollars. So mm-hmm. he was going nuts trying to get loans everywhere. Yeah. And then eventually he got the job with Donald Trump. So there, you know, the we didn't think. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this guy flipped. And he's he's been there the whole time. Hell so. yeah, I know so much. Manafort is super. Fucked. Fucked. That was a little <laughs> off key. We we've okay. done better, but yeah, we have. But we, that was our first try. You get the hey, and we hey. just committed. No, we, we did one like twenty minutes ago. I know. I just mean just then. Oh yes. yeah, no, okay. yeah. that was our yeah. first try. Just then. our patron Kevin Burns broke that story to me actually as soon as that came out. Oh nice. Yeah, that's all knowledgeable. Oh yeah, yeah, patrons. Oh the Manafort Mr. one. Mr. Burns. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The you, yeah son-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see here. Everyone is guilty. <laughs> Holy shit. That fucking family. Just, yeah. I mean, like mobs usually run in like families, you know, they're usually the whole community. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not surprised. It takes a village. Yeah. To destroy a democracy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Cohen's Korean translator for his Korean aerospace deal and the owner of uh, Demeter Direct, mm-hmm. the beneficiary of a bunch of payments from Cohen's first Republic slush fund, um, has been interviewed by the FBI. Uh, and when I say this, basically, when Avenatti released his seven-page document with all these funds going back and forth, Korean Aerospace was one of the companies, and they noticed payments out to Demeter Direct. Okay. Well, apparently, there's a Korean translator at Demeter Direct named Mark Ko. He was the guy who did the deal, because if you remember, Korean Aerospace said, we never dealt directly with Cohen. Yeah. They dealt with this guy at Demeter Direct. Wow. Um, so anyway, he was interviewed by the FBI, and he said, quote, they seem to know everything. 
That's what so. everyone keeps saying. There hasn't been a single person. It's like, he Mueller doesn't, doesn't know he what doesn't, he's talking about. He doesn't bring you in to ask you questions he doesn't have the answer exactly. to. Exactly. Sure. That's not how it works. Yeah. Uh, another Roger Stone aide was subpoenaed later in the week, bringing the count to two just this week. Uh, but neither the FBI or the Mueller investigation has reached out to Stone himself, mm. indicating Stone is a target. So, Oh, yeah. He's going to be scared. Keep your eyes out for a Stone indictment soon. Yeah, um, and for his next Instagram video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His next tattoo. <laughs> Gross. Oh, God. <laughs> Mueller's face on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Judge Ellis postponed the Manafort hearing. Um about his motion to dismiss the charges. He asked for two more weeks. Um, this is probably to give himself more time to review the new fully unredacted memo filed by Mueller this week. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's like, two weeks? What do you need two weeks for? They're worried he's he's not going to dismiss these charges, but I, I put some beans on it. Mm-hmm. He's going to. Cool. Uh, the House GOP and Trump continued Thursday to push for the release of the identity of the FBI informant that spoke to Papadopoulos and Page during the 2016, the 2016 campaign that the New York Times reported on earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. In response, the FBI has been forced to put a, uh, quote, emergency security measures in place to protect the safety of the informant in the likely event his identity is revealed. Uh, And without fail, Friday, the Daily Caller identified the informant as Stefan Halper, a U.S. citizen teaching at Cambridge. We'll be doing an entire bonus episode on the battle between Nunes and the DOJ, so check that out if you're a patron. I can't... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's crazy going through college and now just looking back, imagining how many of my professors were involved in international crimes. (laughs) Oh, you went to Cambridge? Nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, No, I totally do. Like, they're probably everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Then something extraordinary happened on Friday. Uh, This is crazy. We learned that Trump has been pushing the Postmaster General to raise shipping costs for Amazon. So what does this have to do with Mueller and Russia, you say? (laughs) Well, Amazon is owned by Jeff Bezos who also owns the Washington Post. And it's well known that Trump hates the mm-hmm. Washington Post for all of its reporting on the... All? For all of its reporting on the Mueller <laughs> investigation. Like an I don't know where that accent yeah, came yeah. from. It's like a Washington Post accent. <laughs> from all of its reporting on the Mueller investigation. Uh, using federal government agencies to punish political en- enemies is a blatant abuse of power, you guys. It was the basis for one of Nixon's articles of impeachment. Mm-hmm. When he... Uh, remember? No, you don't. But uh, <laughs> I didn't either, so don't worry about it. But when he used the IRS to target the tax returns of his political enemies. Like, he wanted the taxes audited for every single Democrat running for re-election. Um, <laughs> that's using your government... They said use the government machinery to fuck with them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy that he's doing this. That is an impeachable offense. Totally. Um, for add sure. that to the pile. <laughs> yeah, add, right? It's. I, I hope Amazon hand delivers his uh, indictment in less than two-day shipping. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. It's a prime indictment. We'll yes. waive your membership fee. You're wanted in court. I love it. That would be so great. All right, you guys, we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, thanks for listening to Mueller, She Wrote. I'm talking to you because we could really use your help. There's a lot of costs associated with creating a podcast. There's editing, sound equipment, writing and research, hosting, shipping, merch, branding, web design, consulting, IT, and I'm not too proud to ask you for your support. Our patrons are the single source of revenue to cover these costs, and to be totally transparent, we're still in the red. And that's where you come in. By becoming a patron, you not only support our efforts, but you support women in podcasting and women in media. And the best part is that it's not a one-way street. In return for your pledge, you get access to our bonus content and ad-free episodes. 
You'll receive our weekly newsletter and our MSW book club, and you'll get all sorts of great rewards like t-shirts, stickers, reusable totes made from 100% recycled materials, and even our limited edition loose leaf polonium tea from Russia with love created just for us by our friends at joysteaspoon.com. So please help us out and head over to mullersherope.com and subscribe today. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. Hot notes. Today, Jordan is going to go over some new Mashburn and Dearborn news, some new uh, Mumford and Sons news. I'm just going to I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. call them Mumford and Sons from now on. Yeah, that's I'm fine with you guys. That. Oh yeah. Um, and maybe the Dave Matthews Band could be somebody else. I don't know. Uh, and Jalisa has uh, an update on Mifsud and Mueller and what they're doing. So Jalisa, how about you kick it off for us? Is that cool? Absolutely. So uh, we have a lovely article from The Atlantic that was written by uh, a special fan of the pot and one of your heroes, right, A.G.? Natasha yeah, Bertrand. Natasha Bertrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one is called uh, Mueller's Probe is Even More Expansive Than It Seems. And that's what she said. So <laughs> somebody, somebody commented. Somebody commented and, and said it, it can't cost that much. It, and it's expansive, not expensive. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> So Bertrand discussed in this piece how Mueller's team has not only interviewed a bunch of big name people, but also more obscure names that pretty much no one's heard of. And these are the people that Natasha suspects tell an even more interesting story. So recently we learned that the FBI agents working for Mueller allegedly detained a lawyer with ties to Russia who is closely associated with Joseph Mifsud. So we all remember Mifsud, right? The deadbeat baby oh, yeah. daddy. Yeah. yeah, deadbeat baby daddy. <laughs> totally. Uh, so we learned about Mifsud's connection to this detained lawyer through a book co-written by that very same lawyer, Stephen Rowe, right? It's an interesting name, Rowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a German millionaire with clear ties to Russia. He hired Mifsud as a, quote, business development consultant in 2015. Sounds a lot like essential consultants, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. The total fake name. It's fucking essential. Right? So also, according to uh, Papadop's wife, Papadop was Mifsud's partner, best friend, and the money behind him. So, and she also worked for Mipset, so she might know what she's talking about. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, Rose's wife, Olga, is a Russian fashion designer who appeared on a British reality TV show called Meet the Russians. Oh, my God. It's not even that relevant, but you just, it's so funny to me. <laughs> what would the theme song to that be like? I want to see it. We should get that music. So, Rose co-authored <laughs> Meet this. Meet the Russians. I don't know. It sounds so American. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, that, that, show that, tuning. That, that, yeah. Like a plucky couple of people living in the same apartment who have oh, different yeah. personalities i would totally watch that yeah i love it so it's called uh, it's called friends <laughs> <laughs> with benefits yeah that's good so roe co-authored this book and it's called the faking of russiagate the papadopoulos case <laughs> so it's pretty ridiculous but it does shed a new light on the uh, expansive nature of Mueller's investigation it also highlights Mueller's interest in one of the probe's biggest questions what did the campaign know and when did they know it so here's what we know right now. Roe and his co-author, also who knows Mifsud, they wrote in the book that upon arriving in New York with his family in October 2017, one of the co-authors was fished from the passport control line at JF Kennedy Airport while his family was retained with armed police force. He says he was interrogated for hours and a team of special counsel or a team from special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation uh Pretty much they observed, followed, taped, and uh, spied on their family, they said. 
And uh, they even said the family was assigned to a special room at the hotel while security personnel. What a kooky personnel. sitcom. Yeah, it's like, it gets really weird. Even that's as I'm just, reading it again. That's just like a threes company. Yeah. It got written, like it's written all over it. Yeah, totally. It's dark. And it's all in the book. So the book outlines how <laughs> Roe intersected with Mifsud at two institutions. The first was the London Academy of Diplomacy and Link Campus University, a private institution in Rome that Roe co-owns, and that's where Mifsud taught briefly. Secondly, in April 2016, Mifsud and Rose spoke on a panel together at the Kremlin-backed Valdai Club, a think tank that is close to Vladimir Putin and hosts him every year for a keynote address. So the club is also described in the book as, quote, one of the most influential Russian think tanks in Moscow, maybe even the most prestigious. So that's just where they hung out. <laughs> and even though it's unclear whether Roe was actually surveilled after being interviewed, the book further alleges that Mifsud is not a Russian spy, but it's actually, quote, deeply embedded in the network of Western intelligence services. So they're saying that he and, and Papadop are Western intelligence operatives who were placed in the Trump campaign by the FBI. <laughs> And it's, it's not the first conspiracy theory that said this. There was actually a book by uh, Ted Malik last year that was called The Plot to Destroy Trump, How the Deep State Fabricated the Russian Dossier to Subvert the President. That's a long title. That <laughs> is a way mouthful. too long. going to yeah, lose yeah. interest with your base. That's a bit much. Uh, but obviously... Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not speaking to readers. Really. <laughs> let's, keep it, let's keep it short and sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So obviously some of these people Maga. are just, yeah, <laughs> they're Trump, capitalizing. Trump, good. Hillary cheated. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, seven really. pages. Trump, good. Hillary, you ugly. think they know better. They it's a say. pop-up book. She's you know? beautiful. Yeah, a coloring book. Say. Yeah, a pop-up book. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so obviously some of these people are just capitalizing on the controversy itself, but it is a commonly believed theory amongst Trump supporters that covert intelligence activity connected to the Trump campaign was not Russian, but Western. So even though Papadopoulos was indicted in October for lying to federal agents about his contact with Mifsud and is now cooperating with Mueller, some Trump supporters are just like, whatever. Oh, that was just care. off a show? Yeah. They like, just... he worked for the FBI, but we arrested him? Exactly. Mm -hmm. They'll believe whatever they want. But uh, the latest on Gibson okay. is that he's gone AWOL. So we talked about this last time, but the, the update is that, he, yeah, he's virtually he's been missing. disappeared yeah. ever yeah. since his name was made public last year. And uh, in the book, Roe and Pastor, the co-authors, say that they last spoke to Mifsud by phone on January 13th this year, 2018. And Mifsud told them that he had been set up, according to the authors, and he called Papadopoulos an agent provocator. Uh, or provocateur, mm -hmm. and Mifsud had gone into hiding per recommendation of the Italian Secret Service, and since then, he's been requested to hide, not to communicate, and not to speak to the press. He's been, quote, put away and threatened to stay quiet. So that's just the creepy ending that that article left on. <laughs> huh, so the Italians... Suggested to Mifsud that Put him he, in hiding. Yeah, well, they probably did take care of it. They probably made it seem like he had a choice, but he really didn't. But, like, but the Italians would work with us on that. Hmm. That's weird. That is weird. Natasha, yeah. what's up? You got to call the in. The name man. of that, I wish I would have call it down. There's a name of that specific service too. Um, I just paraphrased to the Italian Secret Service, but the, the whole organization, we can look more into them maybe. Oh, I'm sure it's government. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder, I wonder too, like why... I mean, we had oh. we had a falling out in World War Two, but we're friends again. Yeah, yeah. So they're helping him. <laughs> yeah, and that could be a good thing, then, right? That they're hiding him. That could be actually for the sake of not if he's saying that he was set up. Yeah, uh, maybe set up by someone else, though. He's saying he's set up by Papadopoulos. Oh, that's right. He, he's trying to say that Papadopoulos is a a Western 
intelligence intelligence operative operative yeah so it is it's, pretty to, at creepy. least that's what it sounds like to me i i have i'd have to I read the article like, more closely they tranquilized him and threw him in a car for his own good you know and they're like just be quiet yeah. yeah, but he he's one of the bad guys. <laughs> I know. He's the bad guy. But you said the Italian Secret Service is an ally of ours, right? Yeah, so why are so they hiding they, a bad guy from us? They might have grabbed him for us. They're like, we'll take care of this. <laughs> we'll just keep him quiet. I know. It doesn't make any epic. sense. Yeah, but we would have talked to him. We would have them ex- we would right. extradite him. This is him. all very confusing. It's very weird. Yeah, but gonna, I guess I we'll really, find out. We're going to need, Natasha, we're going to need you to call in next week. Yes. It's our season premiere. We've got a lot of great call-ins. Um, yeah. Yeah, call. Tell Please us do. what's happening. Um, we would be forever grateful. You are my hero. One yeah, yeah. Of, one of them for sure. We need more info on that one for sure. We definitely do. But great uh, article, honestly. Like it yeah. had me. It was entertaining. Well, it the was, Atlantic's amazing. She's yeah. an incredible writer. So definitely. All right. Well, thank you very much thank for that you. reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, what do you have for us on uh, Mumford and Sons? Yeah. So Mumford and Sons, aka. <laughs> Uh, Mashburn and Dearborn. This is really just relating to Mashburn. Mashburn, though. This is kind of a short update. I think what'll be interesting is a little baby conversation we can have, a discussion about what it means exactly. Yeah. But basically, so Mashburn uh, testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and he has repeatedly told them that he recalled receiving a message with some detail about Russian information on Hillary Clinton, and that the other campaign officials almost certainly would have been copied on this memo. Hmm. So this is, why this is so important, basically, is because this is the point, just talking about, you know, who knew what and when they knew it. He's referencing the time when Papadopoulos had sent an email to him about Russia having dirt on Hillary Clinton. So essentially, this is the origination of the campaign learning of the efforts to undermine her campaign. Right. And he's a recipient of the email. And yes. he testifies to the Senate. I remember getting it. Yep. Uh, Papadopoulos was in there. And I remember Feinstein and somebody else writing a letter. It might have been Blumenthal. I can't That's remember. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Writing a letter saying, you need to search your emails again. We didn't get this email. Uh-huh. We know it exists because this guy, Mashburn, tells us it's real and he's the one who got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe don't search for the correct spelling of Papadopoulos. Look for Papadapa or, right? <laughs> or something like that. Yep. Anything beginning with Papadop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still haven't found it. They still haven't found it. And so not only can they not find it, Mash- Mashburn can't, f- or they yeah, literally nobody can find it. The Senate can't find it. House can't find it. FBI can't find it. Like Mueller can't find it. No one does it say Mueller doesn't have it specifically. Yes, it does. Wow. Yeah, it's in the article at least that I was reading. Okay, that um, is trippy. It's weird that they know what he doesn't have. Yeah, like, but also I maybe how they know that. He well, probably well, let wants me find us out how certain things. Let me find out how they worded it. Uh, the special counsel quote. This, and also, just so you all know, this is a New York Times article titled mm-hmm. Tantalizing Testimony from a Top Ooh. Trump Aide Sets Off a Search for Proof. And I quote, the special counsel, Robert S. Mueller III, was also searching for similar emails, according to a person familiar with a request for documents that his investigator sent to the Trump campaign. The campaign, which has examined its emails and other documents, also cannot find the message and officials do not believe it exists. So, I'm sorry, Robert Mueller did not specifically say, we can't find it, okay. but ah. he asked them to produce it and they can't. Oh. Right. That's, and, and that's, that, that could be different might, then. All right. could, yeah, because Mueller might have it. Mm-hmm. Trump didn't produce it. That's very true. Pop it off and produce it. That means it could have been destroyed. Yes. Uh, in which case. Yeah, which is the what it begs, I think. Yeah, is that in question. which case you are, uh, that's destruction of, uh, that's obstruction of justice. Right. Yes. Would it be possible that uh, Mueller has it before it was destroyed? And then yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. He, right. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I think. Or so, he could have found it like, 
you know how you delete an email, but it's never really deleted. He right. Might have, he might have been able to find it super yeah. secret. Yeah, yeah. Or might have been able to pull it off of a phone image from somebody. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would make sense. I mean, Mueller's been on top of this more so than any of those other, you know, groupings of people that I just listed off. So it would make sense that if anyone was going to get it before they would try to put it under the rug, it would be Mueller's team. So we so. have two options here. Either it exists and Mueller has it and nobody else does and nobody else is handing it over because it was destroyed or two, the email never existed and this guy on Trump's side is lying about having gotten it. Right. To save his own butt or something, you think? Or well, to make it up. I mean, yeah. what I'm saying is if it never existed in the first place, why would this guy testify? That's what but I'm wondering these are, the, these are our only two options. Right. Yeah. It exists or it doesn't. Yeah, There's it's no more third. likely that it exists, for sure. Well, It seems more likely, at least. It would be weird if it didn't. Yes, right. it would be. Lie. And yeah. if he... Exactly. And if he lied about it existing, this would be the first instance that I can remember of someone lying about evidence that would hurt the Trump campaign. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's I've, that's how that hasn't happened yet at all. And him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess not if you're cooperating and you aren't lying about it. But, but it won't look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think also what's interesting to note is once they, you know, once the committee went through, tried to find it the first time, couldn't find it. They tried changing the name, switch up you know search for different spelling yeah exactly try because his name apparently is hard for people to spell papadopoulos yeah it's kind of problematic but whatever and then it's like you're in fucking it's a tough one it's yes that is true also yeah i guess they could have intentionally misspelled it or something to try to circle if they're that smart they might be well if it's in a two subject or a from subject uh, subject line or not subject line but to right. from or subject Field. line yeah if it's to or from it's going to be automatically spelled the way it's spelled for because sure that's going to be the correct spelling exactly. but if it's in a subject line or if it's i mean i don't understand this because if it was forwarded to him or if it was from him then it would be searched under the proper spelling of his name yes this indicates to me that the, the email has been destroyed yeah um now of course that's conjecture but I'm right. Yeah. Because why, again, why would this dude say, uh, incriminate himself and incriminate the Trump campaign as a Trump aide and say, he sent me this stuff. Uh, I know that the email's there when it didn't exist. Yeah. I think the press is also doing a really good job of restraining themselves and not asserting that, which seems to be the elephant in the room. It's like, oh, all right, right, well then where is But we're is the this? podcast with the swears. Exactly. Yeah. We, can, we, can, we can conjecture. Yeah, talk yeah, to no, no, elephant. for sure. But just, but, but it's, yeah, we can talk to the Let's elephant. call in, yeah. <laughs> call me Eliza Thornberry. Oh, dude, shout out. Nice. Wild Thorn. We all agree on the, we all know what the Wild Thorn. That's the first, yeah. right, that we all like get on top of that like, kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. You guys, we all three got a reference. Oh my God, yeah. Yes. Happy one year Mueller anniversary, you guys! <laughs> Love it. Seriously, cheers! Yeah, because Thank I mean that's, yeah. that's that's fantastic. Um, that's but fantastic. <laughs> that really is. But uh, what was interesting is that they told they they gave him an opportunity to adjust his testimony about this specifically because they went and they tried to find it and they couldn't. And he comes in and he's like, nope. Same thing. Yeah. I'm and telling you, he said it over and over again. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I saw it and. The campaign, other campaign aides and officials had to have been copied on it. There's no way they would there is not a third, have been copied on there it. There is a third possibility that he falsely remembers getting this email. Oh. Yeah, that's a huge false remember yeah. to stick to. That's a, yeah. that's a third possibility. You're right. Yeah, it is totally about possible. It. It's, it's odd to falsely shitty. remember something that would incriminate your side. But Totally. Uh, unless he's yeah. secretly out to get Trump. Maybe he's part of the deep state. We should take a poll. Mm-hmm. We should say, oh. what do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah, tweet at us at Miller She Wrote. Yeah. Let, us, yeah. let us know what you think. Someone... Uh, 
the article that I read reports that when he was in there testifying, he like went out and got a, an ice cream sandwich yeah. and he was just smacking That's adorable. Ice cream sandwiches are bomb. That's so they are. I love, in the ice, they are. I love ice cream sandwiches. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Good old fashioned ice cream sandwiches, except when they stick to your fingers mm-hmm. and stuff, but then you get to lick it off. It's fantastic. Yes. I would believe anything so someone said while they were eating an ice cream sandwich. Even the like, downsides yeah, are upsides. This guy's upsides. innocent yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Lay off <laughs> Mumford and Sons. Yeah. <laughs> WTF. Great. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jordan. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. That's good report. Uh, I am going to cover the new reporting from this week's New York Times article um, on Crossfire Hurricane. (laughs) Uh, That's the code name uh, the CIA gave the early investigation into Russia helping Trump. Um, We have a whole bonus episode this week for patrons on the CIA naming conventions Mm -hmm. for like, you know, stuff like that. So check that out. There's some funny stuff in there. Um, And here's some... Well, I like... Remember they called Bin Laden Geronimo? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually met the SEAL uh, who killed Bin Laden. No way. Wow. He, is yeah. he from San Diego? He's one of those guys? He, well, I mean, all SEALs come out of San Diego at there some point, yeah. but I don't, I don't remember exactly. An article just came from, out from. about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool dude. Older fella. Really? Late 30s. Um, nice. Yeah, very uh, experienced operative. Um, yeah, he's the one who got to say Geronimo. Damn. Wow. Anyway, um, I hope that doesn't give away what my job is. No. no, no, I wouldn't have guessed that. I'm not There's a seal. There's so many branches. Oh, that you are a seal. Out. Throw I'm them off. No, yeah, <laughs> she's a Navy seal. No, totally not. She's either. an actual seal. Who have you out. killed <laughs> to be your a baby seal? seal. <laughs> I, I know the five point palm exploding heart techniques. So. Oh, no, I, that's Kill is that Bill? a reference you get? You got it. Yeah, yeah nice. high five. All there right. we go. I was going to say Zoolander noise. We high five. We actually high fived. Yes. Um. Anyway. Uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff that came out in this report. Like this, uh, New York Times does this thing. So does uh, Washington Post. They'll release a story and they'll be like, uh, there's a guy named John is the name of the story. But then there's like 18 different crazy new stories that drop, like bombshell reports oh, that yeah. drop in the story. This one had quite a few. So here's some of the things that we found out. First, we found out that the FBI scrambled to open an investigation into Trump hmm. at the end of July. Uh, July 31st, 2016, because Australia called, ring-a-ding, um, and, and said, hey, uh, a guy named Papadopoulos mouthing off uh, in a British pub, Alexander Downer, yeah, uh, was the Australian diplomat who was in that London pub. Right. I hope it wasn't ye olde Kushner's pub. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or was the it? The worst pub ever. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Kushner. Yeah. Ye olde Kushner. Kushner. You got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ye olde Kushner. We got to get some merch going. Oh, they will owe him Kushner money. Pub? Yeah, fuck He'll that take guy. it to you. Um, let's call him Kush. Kush, yeah. Um, Don't drink anything. It's all poison. And don't smoke them either. (laughs) So they got this call from Australia and said, there's a drunk guy mouthing off that uh, this guy named Mifsud told him about Hillary Clinton emails and he's going to win the whole Trump presidency. He's going to be the chief of staff or whatever. He's, you know, bragging, drunk brag. So (laughs) the worst kind. Seriously. (laughs) It is. He had administration goggles. Um, (laughs) cabinet goggles there we go yeah, yeah. Uh, until now we didn't know that the fbi had traveled to the uk within hours of opening the investigation and interviewed alex downer within hours Whoa. august 2nd uh, or yeah with before august 2nd because the uh, july 31st was when the investigation was open and then boom they went they went to interview him damn what uh directly so there is now documentary evidence 
of what started the Trump-Russia investigation. So Nunez can I was just going to say, is that the first scene of the movie? Because this is probably going to be a Netflix series. There's just too oh, much. Yeah. That is the yeah. first scene of the movie. Yeah. I mean, unless, like unless you 40. go back, mm-hmm. unless, well, we could probably do a memento thing where we start and do in different time orders, like oh, a Pulp yeah. fiction sort of a situation mm-hmm. where you start with that Papadopoulos drunk brag. Yes. But then you flash back to the Miss Universe pageant. Totally. And then maybe you could even go back further. Because, I mean, they were yeah. recording for eight, yeah. five or Dude, eight years or whatever. We should make this mm-hmm. movie if no one else does. Artistically, I feel like I might prefer to opening scene of Trump sitting in a prison cell and it panning out That's yeah, and then yeah. going backwards yeah, yeah, from there it's like fan fiction though that'd be great yeah or maybe uh, Roger Stone's prison wife yeah Ooh, getting to yes. meet Nixon's tattoo face to face there you go yeah That's you know he a, got it for a reason uh, trigger warning sorry. Mm, um, sorry, yes, sorry that was a comedian not news all right yes. there we so, go yes <clears throat> we have to label my, it <laughs> sorry putting her journalist hat back if you, on if you want to talk uh, tweet at me yeah yeah <laughs> Same uh, for anything we say. I'd, yeah. yeah. Anyway, there is now documented evidence. That was Nunez's whole thing. You don't have any evidence that Papadopoulos started this. No evidence whatsoever. Well, now there is documented FBI interviews with Alexander Downer in the UK. Oh, yeah. When they when they talked about this. It's crazy. And that's what uh, led to the... Um, I mean, obviously, the report of it kicked off the investigation. Like, to, Yeah, I see what you mean. <clears throat> Technically, it started it. Well, like... They opened the investigation July 31st when they heard about it, when the Australians called. Then they went to interview him, and then mm-hmm. the investigation continued. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like they heard about it and then opened the investigation. It was it the was, first hands-on yes. activity for the investigation. Yeah. yeah. So uh, another thing we found out in this article is that a handful of FBI agents in the know uh, uh, about Crossfire Hurricane actually rejected the idea of interviewing key witnesses for fear of leaking it out. Hmm. So there were a handful of FBI agents... Um, they didn't tell a lot of people about this investigation because it was so it seemed so out of the ordinary and even odd. now yeah but back then it must have been way worse so it was so out of the ordinary and weird that they were like oh let's not you know they wanted to interview some top trump officials but they decided they declined not they didn't want to leak out um you know that's the opposite of a political investigation <laughs> that's definitely a criminal investigation right uh, they focused on four people in the early days, uh, Page, Papadopoulos, Manafort, and Flynn. And that was because of, quote, their obvious Russian ties. Exactly. <laughs> By mid-August 2016, they were solidly investigating. By mid-August, so a couple weeks later. <laughs> I like to imagine them coming back from the plane in Russia, just all decked out in like Russian tourist things. Yeah. <laughs> just like little handheld flags <laughs> yeah. and some Russian nesting dolls. Seriously, the big furry ear flap hats. Yeah. I've been like, listening to a slow burn, and I've noticed that they said the Watergate time was actually a pretty exciting time, even for people that were terrified by it. Just like we are excited by the Mueller investigation, it's like it's kind of a weird patriotic moment for the country if you choose. It's the history side of in justice. the making. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is yes. this is absolutely history. This is why. I want you guys to find a way to keep my head alive yeah um, really john bachelos had said uh that it takes 25 to 30 years for journalism to become history oh. for for you to gain a historical view yeah cool. so i'll be 73 wow um, I'll, uh, 68 to 73 yeah yeah we'll, we'll still um, be smoking hanging out we'll smoking around you <laughs> if i make it that long i didn't think i'd make it past 30 when i was a kid so Whoa. whatever um but you know top student um, <laughs> um but yeah no i seriously find a way to keep my head alive yes. uh, download my consciousness something oh <laughs> yeah we'll figure it out Definitely. we'll get with the science faction podcast and make it happen i love yeah. it yes they're smart fellas um so that was a thing that so by mid-august 2016 they're in full investigation mode 
Uh, We found out the FBI used national security letters to obtain phone records and documents in those early days. And uh, national security letters, they're they're like, they're subpoenas, but they're secret subpoenas. Mm -hmm. Because when you subpoena somebody, it's public. Um, So these are... Yeah. Private. Kept yeah, under wraps. Yeah. Private so they were doing, they were going <laughs> <Private> out. subpoenas. <laughs> <laughs> they were going out of their way to not leak this to the public. Um, I believe that their main thing was Trump's going to lose. And if we come out with this investigation thing, it'll make it look like we made him lost. Oh, it, my it, goodness. It, we made him lose. I think you It won't that. look like he lost by his own merit. And mm-hmm. he'll have a legitimate argument that we lost the election for him it's like the thing comey won't say so they yes so they kept it all Mm -hmm. they kept it all inside that makes so much sense i've been trying to wrap my head around why they would not just come out with that information and if this were all a political witch hunt they would have released all this fucking information they had it the Mm -hmm. whole time yes they were doing it it. yeah and so and they released the hillary information 11 days before the election uh, and they did that because they thought she was going to win. Dude, we all okay. thought. I don't blame them, but I wish Comey would just say the words. Because like, if, it, because if, it, and he has said this, mm-hmm. if I didn't come out with that and Hillary won the election, people would accuse her of having won falsely. Yep. So he kind of hinted at it. Mm-hmm. I bet that's yeah. his main reason. Well, that not only undermined the FBI, it also undermined her entire presidency. Yeah. Correct. It would delegitimize her presidency. And if they did it this way, where they had released all this, got it got out they were investigating Trump and yeah. Hillary won, it would have delegitimized her so presidency e- again. Oh, they mm-hmm. did make a tough call. They made the right call either way. They did. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. It's just a call of There's no right call justice. in some of these, mm-hmm. in some of these terms. There's yeah. just no right call. But yeah. think about it. Hillary fans if hillary would have won right and they had come out and told you about the trump investigation prior to the election hillary's uh victory would be delegitimized yeah it could possibly be not it, not that it is delegitimate but it could be seen as it could yeah. and that's it would what, have the appearance of and yeah. appearance is 99 of the law right. totally right on the flip side trump is president and uh, right. entirely illegitimate this is the better one this is the better known. situation because we were already screwed from the moment they hacked us and, and obama let it go and all these things so this is the best case scenario for like how they could have handled well not best case but the the uh, if you're trying mo- to start a podcast i guess yeah no honestly i wonder how we got here because I, I've been thinking about politics for, for, you know, years and I'm just like... You hadn't thought about that angle yet? What, the Comey thing? No. Yeah, the yeah. FBI? I've ne- never crossed my mind. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it makes says perfect right sense. Here, if they were sure Hillary would win and did not want the Trump investigation to delegitimize her election. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out that Page could be a Russian spy because it appears that he told the Kremlin... U.S. agents were warning him about being recruited. So you remember back in 2013, we've reported on this a few times. He was part of a spy ring. Oh, yeah. And, and they were trying to recruit yeah. him for this. And they were like, we basically tell him we get the information and mm-hmm. tell him go fuck himself. Exactly. Uh, that was also in Russian roulette, right? It was. Uh-huh. And uh, I think I did it in that voice as well. Yeah, you did. That's I, why I, I laughed. Because weird memory. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where my car is or what I did last night. Yeah, there's just random I, I triggers. I remember that. Nice. So basically, he... he he was told by the FBI back then, like, bro, they're trying to recruit you. Chill. Mm-hmm. And he went back to the Kremlin and told them that information. That makes him a Russian spy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or, or a unless, Russian asset. Yeah. Me. Or unless he went back and was like, hey, guys, am I a spy? Yeah. Or what's Do I get, going what's on? Do I get paid for that kind of a thing? Because if yeah. I'm going to tell you these things, I, I don't know why know. he sounds like, uh, like the guy that. from Fargo to me. But yeah, yeah. Those crucial conversations, man. It's that hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, then finally, the best part of this article, or maybe the worst, uh, the FBI had a secret government informant that met several times with Page and Papadop. Uh, Trump and Giuliani latched onto this piece uh, of reporting and claimed that the Obama FBI embedded a spy in my campaign and called it the biggest political scandal in history, and it's the worst. It's worse than Watergate. Um, he said it's the biggest witch hunt of all time. And I have to say, I think that probably the actual witch hunt in Salem, Massachusetts was the biggest witch hunt of all time. <laughs> it's where we got the phrase witch hunt. I gotta say, I'm with you on <laughs> that. To begin I, with. I think it might have been a little worse to be burned at the stake. So I'm just going to go ahead and say yeah. the thing where we got the phrase from is mm, probably might the Might actually, thing. yeah. Um, so. Literally. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, some for our fallen witches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I poured out a little wine. I love it for the homies. Yeah, for the homies. (laughs) My witch homies. We probably would be called witches back in the day. We Uh, definitely would be called. I'm gay. I don't know if the black thing matters to them. (laughs) We're outspoken women. There you go. That's all you had to be. That's all you need to be. That's why it was a witch hunt. Uh, Anyway, sorry. Shut up, Trump. (laughs) Not you, Trump. Um, I don't know if the black thing matters. Well, <laughs> that's a whole different said. episode, I guess. Yeah, that kind of it does throw it a wrench into it. Yeah, you like, know? was race there a were, factor? There were a whole other hunts. I bet they're more important. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. That's, that's good. Jesus. I'm glad. Oh yeah. uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys ever? Oh, sorry. Just a fun fact. Yeah, let's hear it. Did you? It's about the witch hunt. Did you ever learn what may have caused people to start acting crazy? It was, oh, it was yeah. like a specific, uh, like hookworm, or oh, air, I thought like, they were. It was called like like. Ergot or something? Was it a neuroparasitic like, thing? Or yes, yeah, it, yeah. it was like growing in the wheat that they were eating. Yeah. And well, did you know that the, the dumbing down of the American South is because of hookworm? I didn't know that. Oh. And leaded gasoline? I didn't know that either. Yeah. No, I, this um, is news to me right now. And, and that is, by the way, I know I'm going to get emails. Um, <laughs> I'm from the South, so a part of me like wants to be like, no, Ag, but no, I'm like, oh, it's kind of bad out there. Like the public school, everything is a little more behind. Uh, well, I learned this in science, so it's it's, it's not. I, I'm not <laughs> trying to make a. I'm not trying to make a blanket. It's statement not the about. people. It's the system. Like you're talking to the stats alone, not well. You know. Well, implications on the people as a whole aside. I'm curious, what was it exactly? Yeah, yeah. Hookworm. Hookworm. This was a thing that was it, spreading rampant. Yeah, it'll it, it, big in the south. It'll mess your brain up. Just kind of like Damn. these neuroparasitic uh, ergot or whatever. Right. Yeah. And if we don't ergot. acknowledge these yeah, things, it's more it problematic. Like. I know it sounds really problematic just saying it, but it, it's kind of a fact that we know in history that people in certain communities have been used as experiments or just like dumbed down or, or harmed in some yep, way. There was for, Agent Orange in Vietnam. Yeah, I, yeah, I it's ate a public lead health crisis. As, mm-hmm. I ate lead paint as a child. So, I, you know, I got a little... facts, unfortunately. That's why I can't remember where my car is. You yeah. know, it's just, it, we all have our things. For Damn. sure, for sure. Uh, I Again, I uh, please don't think I'm making blanket statements about... No, that's just interesting. It's like, totally interesting, um, yeah. I got, yeah, anyway... Um, Hmm. Moving on. <laughs> I probably just offended an entire half of the country. Hey, you know, uh, we I didn't can mean take to it out later not, if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't want to edit it out. Well, it's science. I don't know. You know I what? Think, I think it's great. Only people hmm. that read into it are going to have an issue with it. All you're saying is that there's a, a phenomenon that happens in the South that fucks with people's brains, and that's it. Well, that's it happened it. in the that's Salem witch said. trials to yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah exactly. I mean, it, your logic is solid, Ag. I don't know. I appreciate you being over overly sensitive though. Like that's really I actually don't nice. Wanna, I don't like to paint with a
with a broad brush like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. But this is cool. This obviously, is we're yeah. not saying people from the South are stupid. Obviously. <laughs> Even though I think we probably have said that before. I think we have too. But it was a joke. Right. It, we're comedians. It makes it hard. It does. It's hard. It is hard <laughs> being part like, of the job. like actual delivers of facts versus people that fabricate the truth to make a joke mm-hmm. all the time. It's a weird yeah. line for right. us to walk. Yeah, because I mean, the, there's these things that are uh, considered stereotypes. Right. Uh, that that jokes are based on and that's what makes them funny we all kind of totally. have to come to a mental agreement on stuff that's my whole set right there um, yeah. there we have some we have plenty for california mm-hmm. we could make fun of ourselves all day yeah, for there's sure white women um, stereotypes oh god every community yes. has them to ignore them would be like really weird it'd be like a weird way to live it would make you not somebody who aware should go to a comedy show yeah yes yeah. it would make you a heckler that's, that's a great mean. point that is mm-hmm. a great point um anyway <laughs> back to this um Trump and Giuliani latched onto this piece of reporting that there was an FBI government informant that met several times with Page and Papadopoulos. And Giuliani and Trump are claiming that the Obama FBI embedded the spy uh, and called it the biggest political scandal, witch hunt, Watergate. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's astounding that Trump is willing to tell everyone that he's such a criminal piece of shit that it warranted <laughs> an FBI plant to speak to people in his campaign. He's basically saying that. He's like, I had the FBI, was, my whole house was crawling with him. <laughs> that means you're probably something, okay. Yeah. Uh, like I like I said, if you're a bitch, you have to own it. If don't be mad that people hate you. Exactly, and he's 72. <clears throat> he's probably never going to own it at this point. He's, that's true. Mm. Oh God. But I know. It is important to note that this person who has now been identified as Stefan Halper uh, is not a mole. Yes, nice to mole you. Meet you. Nice to meet you, mole. Don't say mole. Stop. I said mole. Stop. He's an informant. He doesn't work for the FBI, uh, but was uh, recruited to speak to Page and Papadop after the FBI had sufficient evidence of criminal wrongdoing to warrant the use of an informant. That's how the reporting goes. He wasn't embedded in the campaign. Um, This is a lot like when Trump accused Obama of wiretapping him, Mm -hmm. um, when actually what happened was the FBI obtained a FISA warrant to surveil Carter Page after he left the campaign. Oh, that's what that was. You're making a leap. Yeah, he was like, he was leading us to what was happening. He wiretapped me. No, we got a FISA warrant to surveil Carter Page after you fired him from your campaign because he was a spy. Yeah, it was like a criminal complaining they got convicted and put in prison. It's like, yeah, no shit, because that's how the law works. (laughs) That's how that shit works, bro. Uh, anyway, he's in an all-out war against the Department of Justice right now. Trump is. And he, he is right about one thing. This is bigger than Watergate. Um, a late note to this story, though. On Sunday morning, uh, Trump tweeted, quote, I hereby demand, and will do so officially tomorrow, that the Department of Justice look into whether or not the FBI, DOJ, infiltrated or surveilled the Trump campaign for political purposes, and if any such demands or requests were made by people within the Obama administration. Now, here's Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah, here's the weird thing. This guy, Halper, is a known CIA operative, having formerly worked for Reagan to spy on Carter and also did covert work for Nixon. Mm. And I can't help but wonder why the New York Times and Washington Post refused to reveal his name when he could have been easily Googled. They went up to the line, basically. They said uh, he's he's a U.S. citizen. He's a Cambridge um Professor, professor. <laughs> he he's done work with the CIA in the past. Every anyone who, but his name, yeah, anyone who knows anything knows that that's his name. But they didn't reveal his name. The Intercept is saying that this guy spoke to Papadopoulos before he mouthed off to Alexander Downer. So this could be a speed bump for the Department of Justice. So I guess put some sad beans on this. Put some beans on it. All right, you guys, we'll be right back. Greetings. This is Ag from Muller. She wrote. 
I wanted to remind you to book your summer holiday in San Diego for the week of the 4th of July, because on July 3rd, we're hosting Muller She Wrote Live at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Patrons will get a discount code for both regular and VIP tickets. And the VIP tickets get you access to our exclusive post-show meet-and-greet cocktail mixer, where you can meet and hang out with Jordan, Jalisa, our past guests and business partners, and of course, yours truly. Patrons not only get discounts to tickets for our live events, but you get membership in the MSW Book Club, access to our entire archive of bonus episodes, a weekly newsletter created by Jordan that includes all the week's articles and my personal research notes, and an array of great gifts including t-shirts, laptop stickers, limited edition loose leaf Earl Grey polonium tea from our friends at joysteaspoon.com, access to our closed Facebook group, and our sexy justice calendar, which is out this month. So head over to MullerSheWrote.com today and click subscribe to become a patron. And then head to TheComedyStore.com and click La Jolla for your MSW Live tickets today. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. It's time for the Fantasy Indictment League. Yeah. Well... Guys, we lose a point for not naming Manafort's son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, How we should do the whole family. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think we, we can lose a point. <laughs> we do. We lose a point. I first of all, I have no idea where we're, I hope someone's keeping track out there. We gotta make a chart on our own. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm busy. So if I'll somebody, work on it. all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But seriously, that we have at least ninety people. In three different, four different yeah. categories. It's uh, that block of Russians that really the, screws with the big block of Russians. Yeah. I just said <laughs> bunch of Russians and a bunch of more Russians. <laughs> yes, the Kofefe of Russians. That's totally fine with me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we lost a point. We didn't name uh, Manafort's son-in-law. Who knew? Uh, but I think we can comfortably add uh, two stone informants to oh. the cooperation list. That's Sullivan and Kakanis, Kakanis, mm. or Kakanis, whatever. Um, <laughs> We would also be remiss if we didn't add Cohen's Korean translator, Mark Ko, and his company, Demeter Direct. That's right. Uh, and I am convinced, and I've been saying this for a while, that the next tranche of indictments will be out, and it will be about the DNC hack, and it will involve Stone. So put some beans on it. Oh, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Your indictment production <laughs> prediction. Uh-huh. My God. Yeah, yeah. AG's behind everything. It's crazy how <laughs> one letter makes it such a huge difference. Um, your, I guess two, actually. That's how you spell production. Anyway, so uh, your prediction about the translator, is that because of misprision? No, no. Um, that's just he's going to cooperate. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure they'll be able to find laws that he's broken. It's kind of it. like you know rolling a drug dealer. Okay, um, he's he his company's got a lot of weird dealings in the past. They'll find something and they'll say, "Yeah, we're gonna charge you." Yeah, or you can cooperate, and he'll go, "I'll cooperate." That's true. They probably look for specific translators that yeah. are okay with like international crimes. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the what only Yelp thing is that. And, and here's the thing: if he if he broke any laws and without if he gave up all of the goods to Mueller. Um, without making a deal, Mueller will charge him. Mueller doesn't, I don't think Mueller's the kind of guy that goes in, sees that you committed a bunch of crimes, tries to flip you on him, and you flip on your own and not (laughs) use those again. He's not going to let that go. Just like in Comey's book where he's like, I can't not charge Martha Stewart, even though she's a nice Mm -hmm. white rich lady. That's what makes Mm -hmm. them them. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, you have to do your job. And Mm -hmm. and Mueller's no different than that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
anyway, that's that's what I think. It's going to be the DNC hack. It'll be Stone. Those are going to be the next whole group. It could it could involve Kushner too. I think the Manafort superseding indictments are waiting. Okay, I can't so, believe Kushner's name is still not popped up in any other shit. I lately. think because he's the it's big fucking, fish. He's one of the big fish. I know. I'm just so impatient. Yeah, same. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we just have to remember. Like Benghazi was two years, uh, four years for uh, Iran Contra, uh, four years, three and a half, four years for. Um, Watergate, like, yeah, a year is it's a baby still. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask this fun fact that I don't know the answer to. Maybe you do, Angie <laughs> or or Julissa. Okay, um, the number of people that were indicted in Watergate. Mm. Oh, fifty. All right, good to know. As long as it's up there, I was just I was you just thinking our list is getting long, and I'm really hoping it that it can satisfy uh, yeah. that number. That right, would be. right. Well, let's see. People indicted. It, it was in the 20s, I think, that were actually indicted and convicted. Oh, but okay. 50 total of like cooperating witnesses and all that good stuff. I don't know. Let's then see. there's a number of people that could have been indicted and then flipped, I guess, depending on when they were indicted. Yeah, yeah. 40 government officials indicted or jailed. Hell yeah. Wow. Uh, Watergate.info. <laughs> and if you guys don't listen to Slow Burn, you should listen to oh, it. Oh, yes. And if you're part of Slow Burn and listening to this right now, hi, I love you. What up? <laughs> Are you guys ready for sabotage? Yes. <laughs> All right, you guys. Saturday, the New York Times dropped a huge story. Uh, there was a second Trump Tower conspiracy meeting. Oh, the what? first, of course, is the June 2016 meeting with mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr., Manafort, Kushner, and the gaggle of Russians <laughs> uh, in hopes to get dirt on Hillary Clinton. Right? Oh, right. if it's what you say, I love it. Right. Right. Uh, this new meeting took place in August 2016, right about the time the investigation was getting opened up uh, at Trump Tower with uh, Donald Trump Jr., a Republican donor. Uh, and an emissary for United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia who offered to help Trump win the election using social media campaigns. Ah, Jesus. Eric Prince arranged the meeting with Nader. He's the guy who represented the UAE and SA. That's United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia. And an Israeli social media specialist named Joe Zamel, Hmm. who'd already cooked up a uh, multi-million dollar proposal for social media manipulation um, to elect Donald Trump. After Trump was elected, Nader paid Zamel $2 million. Uh, the UAE and the uh, Saudi Arabia were interested in nixing the Iran nuclear deal, and they wanted a U.S.-backed blockade against Qatar, oh, both of which cry. have happened. Yeah. Okay. It's also important to note that Zamel has worked with Deripaska and Dmitry <laughs> Rablovlev. Do you remember who? Mm-hmm. Rablovlev. Remember Robocop? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's the guy who bought the Trump mansion, the $50 million Trump mansion in Florida for $95 mm-hmm. million and then resold it for $50 million. Yeah. Yeah. Laundered. Totally. Um, <laughs> Laundered. <laughs> so, so he worked with Deripaska. He knows Robocop. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. go ahead and add Zamel to our indictment league. All right. Um, he could end up as a cooperating witness, but he seems He's like a target it, to me, man. Yeah, yeah. The most infuriating thing, too, is that Trump is turning around to his base and saying, see, look at all these things I've done that are so good, when really they're all these quid pro quo shit that, yeah. from, from his fucking campaign. Because he knows from, his base is, is not the most... I mean, here's the thing. Oh, it's like there's, a double offense. Yeah, there's, there's the base, I think, that are like his friends, but they're the minority, and there's the bigger part of the base. They're like 
kind of the uneducated i think um just like a lot of democrats too but like i think it really some are speaks, educated yeah but yeah it, it's, but they it's it's like split it's split in a way that i don't think is uh proportional like i yeah. think there's definitely 33 yeah there's definitely more people that don't know how much they're getting fucked i bet right exactly yeah. that's the thing it's like are you really not connecting the dots that the pretty random fucking acts they're that probably he's not obsessed through, which that has never been challenged right they don't care for yeah, the news but, but if, if people it. can believe in a flat earth they can believe that this is all deep space you're deep, right deep, deep state conspiracy and you yeah. probably can't tell them otherwise but some of them i want to believe yeah but just think need, about it yeah people yeah. think that it's a conspiracy mm-hmm. that we have a round earth right and and that we're being tricked yeah by the man it might be a small portion now why wouldn't though. you think that the republicans are you're totally right like of the 33 percent, the same thing there right. might be five percent that are flat earthers and we'll never get them back but i do believe <laughs> it's like bye i'm so sorry no, i mean I'm, I'm comparing yeah yeah you're right about I'm not the saying obnoxiousness i'm not saying yeah. that there are flat earthers that are trump supporters although right. they probably are you're what i'm saying, saying is that it's, it's just it's ridiculous akin to it mm-hmm. it's it's akin to believing the most ridiculous thing it's the anti-occam's razor yeah. it, and, and and for what so that your feelings don't get that's all they care about. Or that's, that you're not wrong. Hopefully they're not the majority, though. That's what I'm just hoping. I want to know how many of them have small wieners. <laughs> Anthony uh, Weiner. Oh, he's not conservative. I heard it's pretty okay. Anthony oh. Weiner is surprisingly transparent for what a fuckhead he is. <laughs> that's know, what I'm right? saying <laughs> is that at least the side that, you know, I fall on, I feel like they, they own up. It's not a, always a good feeling. It's definitely sometimes career Sorry crushing. Sorry wieners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like, I think it's not better Not everyone's to own a wiener. Yeah. Don't, don't take out your small wiener on the rest of the world. Yeah. True, true. All right, you guys, time for Q&A. So I, this is becoming my new favorite section of Same. this whole thing. I love this. Cartoon Planet. Yeah. That was like, I remember being a very small child and seeing that, I think. Oh, yeah, I was in high school, college. Yeah. It was my favorite thing. Yeah. Brack and Zorak. Brack is like, hi everybody yeah he's one of my favorite That's awesome. I know nothing characters of, this. of all time uh do you have a vcr because i can lend you my <laughs> <laughs> do you have a vcr oh my gosh i don't oh damn uh, but it's i have like a VHS 15 dollars <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah totally right they definitely have vcr <laughs> that'd be fun all right first i'm excited to announce that t-pain is following us you guys hey not not the not- the, the political T-Pain. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, check him out at T-Pain USA on Twitter. He's got so many great breaking news stories on Trump, Russia, UAE, Saudi nice. Arabia. He is so fun to listen to. It's and T-E-A, he's, Yeah, right? I was going like to say, how do you spell it? Like, like, yeah. like yeah. Tea Party. There yeah. you go, nice. T-Pain. Uh, he's got a book out um, called Tweet Heart, American Tweet Heart, or something like that. Ooh. He's funny. And I want to auto-tune this whole thing. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shawty. Oh, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Maybe one day, one day. <laughs> Uh, at Walligator asked, why is Jordan so cool? Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. Wow, you surprised me with that <laughs> one. <laughs> Let's guess why Jordan's so cool. Let's see. All right. I think Jordan was raised by really nice people, but maybe, no, you just raised yourself. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. That's, yeah, I think uh, I was raised by, yes, very cool parents, but also, you know, enough trauma to make you a cool person. The right, around, right amount yeah. of wrong things the right amount, to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, there you go. Nice. That's very nice of you to say, Walligator. Uh, you're Thank an, you. You're an ENTJ. That immediately makes you a cool person. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. ENT, ENTJ in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so old. All right. Uh, resistance Schnauzers wants to know, by the way, I love Schnauzers. 
what our next book club book is going to be. People seem to be suggesting Madeline Albright's book, Fascism. Yes. Ooh, I'm reading it right now. I would love yeah. to do that. I'd be super um, down. It's really good. Tweeted us. We yeah. At, at, yeah. at Muller, she wrote with your suggestions. Yeah. Uh, right now, the, I think the Madeline Albright book might be the first in the running, but yeah. tweet at us. Convince yeah. me. Yeah, um, she's great. Let's see what they want next, too. We can just like start. Mm-hmm. At Muller, she wrote. And I am going to need you right now to go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Yes. I'm oh, totally yes, going to need you to do that. That's have, very, it's very uh, important this week. I can't tell you why, but you, it is important. Please. Please. <laughs> get a harmony for the please. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jordan? Oh, please. 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 Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Not bad. Um, could be worse. <laughs> rate also, us now. <laughs> similar to the book you're Five reading. stars, though. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. He's broken, guys. Though. We can't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book, the, uh, I think it's called... Uh, the Dictator's Handbook. Have you heard of that? Ooh. Yeah, yeah that I was have another that one book. I was That's, interested in. Oh, yes. I'd love to. That one's, that one's great and just so fucking terrifying. Yeah, it sounds like it could be. You know what would be fun, too? You guys can do spinoff podcasts if you, you know, want. But I love this one, too. I was going to say. This, we're so invested. Yeah, I was, yeah this is yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> it does a lot of time. I know. I want to do everything within this I podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do, but thank we you. We could 9,500 more subscribers and we can quit our day job. Dude, please. Dave and Buster does not pay as much as I thought. I'm so sorry. I thought I'd be the CEO. Now like, they owe us five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. That's true. Um, also, what we could do, just an idea, if ever we have like a week in between switching books or something, we could always go over political theory essays <gasps> that relate to yes. the stuff that's kind of going Dude, on. Seriously. And maybe just like moral. We can do that in minisodes, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to write a minisode, seriously, you only need like three or four paragraphs. Can I do more and... music stuff, like music minisode, right? Maybe like uh, political music. As long as it's politically involved. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People really liked our Childish Gambino. I yeah. thought so, too. So between mm-hmm. the essays and the music and the book. I mean, yeah, cool. run it by me. Okay, yeah. awesome. All right, cool. Do nice. it. Nice. Uh, whatever minisodes I'm, I'm down to make. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, like I said, we're going to have four this week. Um, yeah. People are saying, you know, you need a daily podcast. We might end up with one, but you yeah. have to be a patron to get the rest mm-hmm. of them. It's a dollar. A dollar. Dude, I yeah, someone today was like, only a dollar. They were like, I didn't, yeah, they didn't know. Yeah, it's a great it's deal. so cheap. Yep, and we only need 9,600 more of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you walk into a dollar store, you get lead paint, not knowledge. Yeah. Dude, so true. <laughs> that, should be, we should, that should be our slogan. Uh, at Pride156, Wayne Tracker asked if the SAR leak was more of a tip-off to Trump than an altruistic whistleblow. Oh, good question. Ooh, I don't know. Um, what do you feel? Uh, I feel it wasn't. Um, wasn't a tip off to Trump? No. Um, I think that that kind of thing is what it is. It's not, if it were a tip off to Trump, it wouldn't have been made public. Got it. Yes. I don't think it would have been like Nunez would have carried it over at midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would also just seem like it's kind of a weird thing to use frivolously. It has so much you Although, know, substance I mean, you, right I now. guess it could be tipping him off like, hey, um, we know about your these payments. Mm-hmm. Remember those other two SARS that aren't there anymore? Right. Those are going to come out soon too. Yeah, it, it could, it be, could be both. Like it could be like just a, a win-win, you know, for yeah. Avenatti. And, and yeah. I don't know that he was actually is, is an altruistic whistleblower either. I think he's just a leaker. You're right. Uh, so ooh. interesting. Um, Catherine Carter. Um, oh, I, I'm going to mess up this next name. This last name, Catherine Carter Remerday. Uh, it's R E M M E R D A. R E M M E R D E. Remmer Day. That's what I say. Nice. Remmerd. Remmerd. It's pretty. Yeah, it sounds like it's spelled French. Yeah, I like it. She says, quote, standing against firing rumors, he is moving forward with his investigation. We must not allow his investigation to be covered up. Stand with the truth. Five stars. 
Aww, that was a review. Yes. Thank you. Aww. John Abbott says, absolutely impressed with the information these women pull together every week, as well as their style of presentation. While I hope this investigation ends soon, I hope you will continue with something new. Five stars. Aww. Yay. Um, a few people DM'd us this week asking us when we're coming out to the East Coast. Yes. Uh, we only need about a thousand more patrons to swing that. Uh, <laughs> only so, a thousand. So share the pod and tell people to support us at Patreon. Honestly, I will say this. Uh, the podcasts that we're up in the like related podcast section on iTunes, they are up to a couple thousand, ten thousand patrons. I don't know if you know this, like uh, one of our top similar podcasts, Resistance Live, I guess they're popular, so a shout out wouldn't hurt. Um, <laughs> they have like 13,000 patrons. And yeah. I feel like it's probably a lot of time they've put in, but I feel like, yeah, the people are out there. Spread yeah. the word, guys. Oh, yeah, they Resistance want, follow back. Okay. Yeah, I think they want it. <laughs> the people want it. We'll break through one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're patient. We'll, we'll do it. There, yeah, there, yeah. There'll be a tipping point. I'm not sure when it is. But yeah, it could be the right person spreading it to the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How could good does be. it feel that there's a community of people and podcasts and just dedicated, intelligent We're people? We're an army. That yeah. Are, yeah. The Resistance is like and Hunger Twitter. Games. Twitter has become such a weirdly camaraderie, like, comfortable yeah. safety blanket. Yeah. It used to be all like yeah. haters and trolls. I mean, I guess it's still. Well, once you can weed the bots out, I mean, and, and a bot is easily recognizable. They've got a lot of numbers, a string of numbers in their name. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have less than 100 followers. Mm-hmm. They don't speak English very well. Right. Yeah. Uh, be best. Yes. For example, yeah. uh, no, that's actually a different no. language. <laughs> it's like, that's not, not English. English. But that's true. Yeah. <laughs> also, I got to give props to Anne Craig, who only recently got a Twitter and is since killing it with she all the followbacks. The Twitter and, yeah, game. Dude, she like picked up on Twitter faster than anyone I've ever mean. seen. I was in there for like four years. Yeah, I think she was asking us for tips too, though. So <laughs> yeah, so you know, big ups to all of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking notes from you, Anne. That's fucking teamwork. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, uh, so. East Coast, we want to come out. Maybe we can do a Kickstarter. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a GoFundMe. Ooh, yeah, we've never even done that. Just a little quick one for the East Coast, like a tour. Yeah, like, like New York. Yeah, 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 New York. But we would need we would need a venue. <sighs> so so New somebody York. we would need somebody who who knows uh, like Gotham or the Knitting Factory or something. Right, right. And then we need uh, maybe Tamar can. I was just going to say, does Tamar have any homies still? He's got yeah, it. but I mean, yeah. it's hard to get that level of homie. Yeah, uh, in New York, That's it fair. is. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say this: there have been people on the West Coast, like Washington and New York, who have offered East Coast. East Coast, yeah. East Coast. <laughs> East <laughs> what kind of accents are we making up today? I don't know. Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> but you think Washington's on the West Coast, and I'm saying coarsed. So Washington D.C. Yeah, I figured that's yeah, what you yeah. meant. Yeah, yeah. So we have had people suggest um, or offer their place up. I know that, like, you know, we're not going to go anywhere. But the idea is that we don't need much. We just need travel, really, to yeah. get there. And everything else, I feel like our fans would be really. Really chill. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm staying yeah. at the Waldorf, but whatever you don't want to do. <laughs> I'll let you know how it is at Tim's house. <laughs> I'll sleep in Central Park on a bench. There you go. <laughs> Cover all our bases. <laughs> oh, God. Alrighty. Uh, speaking of Anne, uh, at Anne Deuce of Cups, ask uh, if we think that Muller has found and met with Mifsud. Mm. What uh, if Muller <clears throat> has him in a room somewhere? Oh, that's sounds that's- that's Terrible. pretty awful. If he yeah. hasn't hasn't reunited him with his child, you're a dick. Boy. Yeah, good point. Good Come point. on, bro. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's got him in a room. And he's showing pictures of him oh, of his no. child, like for torture or for. Gonna, and he's like, tell I'm me unfazed. what I want to know. I don't want to see him. <laughs> you gonna tell me what I want to know? Get oh, it out God. of my face. I don't think Mueller has Mifsud. I don't um, think so either. At this yeah. point, maybe no one except for the Italian Secret Service. Yeah, apparently. but it, it is. It would be weird that the Italian government has him, knows where he is, and isn't sharing that information. You're right. You're right. American government. He would have to be indicted overseas by Mueller for him to actually get asylum in Italy, right? Do you think that could happen? 
I don't think Italy. I don't think Italy would refuse an extradition because they're our ally. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, I mean that would just be weird. I could see Russia doing it. Obviously, when we indicted the thirteen Russians, they're like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Uh, you know, if we indicted somebody an Iranian or an Iraqi or or something, if we indicted a Kuwaiti, they would extradite to us. If we indicted, you know, we have our allies, and yeah. we have you yeah. know, certain conventions that we that we go by. Yeah. I don't understand if why the Italians would be hiding them from us. Me neither. Hmm. Natasha might know. That seems awfully weird. Yeah, that's why I want to get her on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Mifsud mystery will be solved soon <gasps> the enough. The Mifsud mystery. Oh, yeah. do, it's its own mini-sode. Yeah. Do, do, do. Dun, dun. <laughs> but Natasha, call us. Please, yes. Uh, at Sam Stanton says, asked why we think the informant was talking to Paige and Papadopoulos. Um, <clears throat> that's... Obvious, right? Just like, Well, no, I don't know if it's that obvious. That's just what the reporting... Oh, okay. Says. Yeah, yeah. Um, reporting New York Times, reporting Washington Post. Um, that's, uh, and I maybe even this informant himself, which we now know is Stefan. Um, Stefan. <laughs> the hottest club in New York. Oh, my goodness. So I, I just wonder, like, um, it sounds like... Stefan those- Halper. I think I think he, you know, he, he, he may have said this, so I don't yeah. know. Oh, okay. When they say why exactly, right? Yeah. Because they ask why would he have oh. been talking to them? Oh, if. Oh, not if, but why. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, why he was talking to Paige and Papadopoulos. Top, yeah. top Russian like affiliates, right? Like they seem to be. Well, like, I think really... it was told by the FBI. Oh, those are the Either guys. Either that or he happens to run in the same circles and, and just happened knew. to speak with them and then came back and, and informed right. them. Right. That's we kind of explained that earlier, too. too, not to mention it. I yeah. lean more towards that. Yeah. I lean more towards he runs in those circles and maybe even searches those kind of people out oh. and then goes to the FBI and says, I've oh, talked to God. these people. People, you want to give me some? So it's just a total piece of crap. He might be sounds like just, sort of a piece of crap. Just for yeah. money, though, he does whatever he can. It's for bad money. for us. He's like an arms dealer or mm-hmm. something. It's bad is, for us. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I I am not going to not report something because it's not good news for us. And what if he's the only source? Uh, right? Like it seems like well, we don't want to be desperate. We also just want to report, like you said. What yeah, we have. I just, justice is our goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am not beyond indicting Democrats. I am not be, mm-hmm. not myself. But right, uh, if Mueller finds indictments for Democrats, I'm not going to throw up a big stink i'm gonna take what he says totally. because i believe in what he's doing you're right and if this guy is an asshole he's an asshole and i'm not going to not tell you about and it and that's really um, important yeah i think making that again, distinction yeah, yeah again i think that it's still i mean these are different reports from different people and everything obviously everything we come out with it it doesn't have evidence behind it is conjecture but right. i'm not gonna not report that to you i yeah. appreciate that aj yeah and it exactly it's like it undermines the whole reason why we started this podcast we're not a we're not a partisan podcast while we seem like we are sometimes maybe we, we, we can be biased, we don't but have we, an yeah. agenda other than wanting to get to the bottom of this investigation right. well i've learned a lot um going through my phd how to recognize my own bias how to make sure i don't let it creep in mm-hmm. to affect things that I report as fact versus things I report as conjecture. Yes, it's yeah, ha, ha, it's a conjecture, but I'm right. I am usually right. But that, <laughs> again, I, I want to separate those things. I want to make sure that you know that this guy is shady. Yes. I don't want to. I could have easily just left it out. Yeah, but you chose um, not to because it's important to you to be tell the full story no matter where every, it goes. Everyone yeah. needs all the reporting, whether or not they're yes. facts or not yet. We don't know. But yes. I wanted to give you that report. Yeah, so. thank you. And you don't want people that are like against us to you use know, it drop. Us, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To use something against us, and then we haven't even addressed it, and then mm-hmm. it's like, why haven't you yeah. addressed yeah. it? Although it's- I will say that CYA is what we call that covering your ass. Yeah, <laughs> my covering my ass is is secondary to reporting what I hear. 
Nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate covering my eyes. Facts first yes. and then... But it's not about me. It's yeah. about what I tell you. I, yeah. I feel now that we have gotten to this point. We're so big. We're the first podcast about the Mueller... First and only podcast about just the Mueller investigation. Although, I mean, we have some more now that are actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mueller, uh, Mueller, Mueller time, time is very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I, I want to make sure that I'm not just giving you one side of the story For right because sure. yeah. biases are, i think we all have them even comey mentions that bias makes you who you are you can't even like really escape it no you but, can't because well, I, I will say yeah. this when i read that i was like "Ooh, should i tell everybody and then i was like duh yeah. you checked your bias yes. you didn't deny it you just checked it it's it's one thing to I say i don't have it. one yeah i yes. recognized it and mm-hmm. i said i have to do what i can to overcome these yes. yeah and i think it's confidence in truth prevailing and yes. it's and it's like yes of course Maybe people want to view this investigation as just strictly good versus evil, but it is much more fluid than that. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be elements that seem they're great. To, yeah, exactly. they're on the spectrum. Yeah, for sure. and you have to address them head on. It's like when you're. I see this podcast sometimes as us like in time throughout history, a nice solid argument for the legitimacy of the Mueller investigation. Totally. Mm-hmm. So if we don't include stuff like that, then, then we're doing then a disservice. Makes us questionable to, our to mm-hmm. yeah to like the place that we have in reporting this oh, you stuff. know what in fact we should know. add a segment called the donald's advocate and just every week say something nice about Donald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think <laughs> fuck that uh at rj alias asked if Mueller restricted the sars or if trump and mnuchin removed them so we talked about this a little bit earlier uh those sars that were supposed to be in the sinfan database mnuchin's in charge of that because he's in charge of the treasury do we think Trump and Mnuchin pulled those SARS out, or do we think Mueller and the FBI and the DOJ restricted them? I personally think Mueller restricted those SARS, and that's why they have gone walkies, if yeah. you will. Um, I, I don't see any foul play here. Um, I'm not sure why they left the one, unless the information in the other two could have given up uh, like information to mm-hmm. Trump's campaign that would help them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, That's I I agree with you. I feel like if it was the other one, we would have seen other corresponding news stories that maybe led to totally. the covering up of that or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, at Gorbasaya13 asked if the Cohen whistleblower is doing it for Mueller or will it let Trump hide or destroy evidence of his involvement in Cohen's pay-to-play shell? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Did you repeat the question for me? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say. Is the Cohen whistleblower doing it for Mueller, or will it let Trump hide or destroy evidence of his involvement in Cohen's pay-to-play oh, got shell? It. Okay. Um, I mean, it might be for... I don't... Sorry. Go I was ahead. just going to say, it could be... No, you go ahead. I don't even know what how, how I feel. The Cohen whistleblower so they're referencing is the, is like the, Giuliani going in that interview. No, and Cohen's whistleblower is the... the uh, in, for the way I take that is the law enforcement guy who, who released the SAR. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Is he doing it for Mueller, or will oh, it let okay. Trump similar, hide? Or, I thought it was or, or the, is it the for general Trump? crippling of the Cohen case? Yeah, I was like, which <laughs> whistleblower? But now that you yeah. mentioned that, okay, so like, it sounds did similar. he release it to give the, to get Mueller to pay attention, or did he release it uh, to uh, give Trump information? It's like the right. last question we got, right? Kind of like, uh, like much, what was his purpose? Yeah, what, his intentions. Um, and I think we we agreed that it was for Mueller. It was for the sake of the investigation, and less about Trump. You know, and whatever he would take away from I'm not it. sure. I'm not sure uh, why. 
didn't I think we just covered this, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. We said Avenatti though in this case was leaking the SARS so that he could do it for justice and not for Well the one SAR. Yeah, exactly. Leaking the SAR right. to not tip off Trump, but, but to the guy just, who leaked the SAR from the database. That guy, I think same reason. I don't know too much about him though. So I think it would just take more research to know what his intentions could have been. But generally speaking, I feel like they would do it for the case because i mean it's just such a weird thing to be petty about yeah the also the bummer to it is too is you can confirm that it was to tip off uh Mueller, you know like it was, or you can confirm that it was for Mueller, but you can't really confirm that it was to tip off trump right which is a bummer very right, well tricky. this is uh, yeah because it was at pride 156 he said is the sar leak a tip off to trump more than an altruistic whistleblow and yeah I, I exactly think, yeah we covered this yeah, altruistic yeah. is the key word there definitely yeah 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 good right. question it did throw me off for a minute but right I, which makes it yes. and i i whenever i uh, think about um avenatti himself i'm like altruistic right right yeah so. yeah i love that people are thinking the same things too they're all like i wonder yeah. what the intentions are mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like there's a really weird little pool of information that's getting leaked in all these various ways and some of it it's like is it getting leaked because the trump campaign's trying to slowly leak it to people is it getting leaked to tip them off is it getting right. like leaked because and we may never find out with each thing like you said it's so hard to prove yep mm-hmm. absolutely we we don't know where it's going uh at cherry bile 26 says quote i know the senate investigation tried not to step on Mueller's investigation but would they freely share information are there legal procedures to obtain the testimony if donald trump jr hadn't been made public to uh, add to Mueller's evidence pile without having to interview Donald Trump Jr. himself. Hmm. We were just talking about that kind yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Go ahead. What were you, we... Oh, well, I mean, yeah, just when I was asking you that, what the process looks like exactly, um, more or less, I think, is what that question relates to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just if if it's legally obtained and it's uh, at that point, can a person of the public request to see it i don't know if it's so much as them requesting to see it or if it would just hit the news cycle i think at that point it would just hit the news cycle yeah and it would become public information at that point yeah i I, again yeah earlier in the episode we were saying i think everything that goes to congress is just they're saying it's just going to be public Mm -hmm. uh if congress has it if congress has a testimony whether they or not they've released it to the public i think Mueller has it Mm -hmm. um that's just my view i could be completely wrong if you are an insider and know better please tweet at me uh, at Mueller. she wrote so that i can figure that out uh at trailblazer girl asked quote what the hell is this email in reference to an email released in the massive document dump from the Senate Judiciary? The email is to Goldstone, <laughs> yes. July 23rd, from the Mooch. Uh, remember scared remember Mooch. Scared of Moochie? Yeah. Uh, it says, quote, I don't officially start until the 15th, but I want to drop you a line and say if you ever need to pick my brain, my door is always open. Obviously, there is still pressure on all sides, but if we remain consistent and united, I don't envisage any issues we can't ride out. Hilarious. God damn, they're dumb. Well, Mooch came in. Had a job for 11 days. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I, I, I think... Uh, wait, wait. He was 15 uh, days away and then only lasted 11, 11 after. Days. <laughs> yeah. So he sent an email to Goldstone saying, hang tight, my friend. Uh, this could have been in response to Goldstone saying, what the fuck? I've been interviewed a million times. Yeah. Uh, although I think that that was earlier. I think that was the year before. Uh but yeah, I think it was just the general, everybody hang tight, you know, stay close, mm-hmm. huddle, yeah. huddle together. Also, if you set the precedent like that before you're officially in the office and are supposed to be serving in the, that role capacity, Act, right? then it's like, yeah, then I guess it's better to do it before you're sworn in or whatever. Jeez. Not sworn in. It's better, but in. yeah, still awful. A piece of shit. <laughs> I, so obviously. I, the mooch. <laughs> 
We'll do some shit. <laughs> the end. Yeah. I put the his hand chair. on a you know, copy of the VHS of The Godfather yeah. or whatever. I oh. like to believe that they think it would look worse if they sent that email when he was actually in the acting capacity right? of that yeah. role versus yeah. now What's when everyone intention? can still see it. Yeah. Uh, at Clint Jenkins 85 asked us if we can make time slow down. Uh, probably not. Um, <laughs> the best I can do is go back in time 13 seconds. So. How does he know about the Omega 13 device? One of our listeners is right. Galaxy Quest is one of the most underrated movies of all time. <laughs> oh. By Grabthar's Hammer. What a savings. <laughs> uh, at Hokeyhorn asked our thoughts given Judge Ellis, given that Judge Ellis asked and believes that Manafort indictments are a hammer to get him to flip on Trump. Uh, so does Ellis believe a sitting POTUS can be indicted? Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he believes that. Um, Interesting. I think any judge worth his salt is gonna. And Ellis seems like he's into due process, and he's, he's very much very so. tough on the yeah. government side. He wants to make sure that things are brought for the right reasons. I don't think that he thinks anyone's above the law, right. honestly. And uh, I like how she's like, "I'd like your non-lawyer information, you know, thoughts on this." Like, like you probably have a better insight than we do. Well. I mean, uh, it's Kimberly. It's you know I, exactly. I was gonna say, yeah. of course, she knows her stuff better than we would, but I bet just like people appreciate our perspective of non-political figures doing this podcast, it can be equally yeah. you know beneficial. Yeah. Well, you know, sh- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it is crazy too. Like what you would intuitively think is the right thing to happen mm-hmm. versus what can technically happen due yeah. to just the the law As just, just the, the, the language of the law it's yeah, the purest it's like, form of interest it's like how does it affect your day-to-day how do you feel about yeah. this in your life like not just your career like you're living like mm. it's yeah it's a big deal but his accusation the judge's accusation that the only reason that they're trying manafort is to get him to flip on trump mm-hmm it's interesting that you would make the connection of whether or not he believes that he can be indicted. I mean, I, I think that, um, I don't know. I, I feel like he's a straightforward guy. Yeah. And he takes the law as the law as it comes. That's as, how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mueller is a little different. He's similar, but it sounds like he won't yeah. indict. Trump I don't know. Oh, oh, because this really? is Ellis we're talking about, right? Yeah. So Mueller, well, we have a whole mini so coming up uh-huh. on whether or not oh, Mueller's no. going to indict Trump. Well, I'll just wait for that. Yeah. Um, I, I it's up in the air still. I, yes, we have been saying, and I have been saying, and I have put beans on all over uh, that, yeah. the <laughs> fact that I think that Mueller will follow that DOJ policy mm-hmm. that says you cannot indict a sitting president. Right. However, the guy who wrote the policy came out with a new piece of information this week, oh. and we're going to do a mini sode on it. Well, so very nice. It's, yeah. it's going to be a good one. But yeah, Manafort's a fucking that's the criminal. Free one. That's the free one, so everyone can hear it. You don't right. have to be a patron to get it. Yes. But oh, yes, yeah. Manafort is a fucking yeah, criminal. Yeah, he's a fucking criminal, <laughs> and regardless, should be tried and indicted. So. For sure. Indicted yep. and tried, I should say. <laughs> and finally, at Crazy Fat Farm, Seven Acre Books asked, quote, what wine pairs best with White House scandal? Ooh, what uh, are we doing today? Well, the answer is any wine, anything, <laughs> any wine, Ripple, whatever, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. I know it's not wine. Any wine. I would go with Boone's Farm, if I may, because I, I agree, anything will do. But I always think Olivia Pope scandal. Like she always drinks red wine while she eats popcorn, and she worked for the White House, and that was her thing. It was That's so, interesting. So red wine with popcorn. I yeah. wouldn't pair those two. I would not together. either. Yeah, yeah. But she, I would pair White House scandal with literally anything that has alcohol in it. <laughs> yes. Really. Agreed. I love it. All right, great. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. This has been a really fun episode. I've been AG. I've been Julissa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. 
Muller, She Wrote, is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Market consulting by Amanda Reeder at Unicorn Creative. Our digital media director and subscriber managers are Jordan Coburn and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our partners are fastgrass.org and joysteaspoon.com. Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Muller She Wrote staff includes AG, Jaleesa Johnson, Jordan Coburn, Sarah Hirschberger Valencia, Jesse Egan, and Sarah Lee Steiner. Our web design and branding are by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. W Media.